You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abuka. This is Murps. Hello. Uh, welcome to the death and revival of the arena. We, we've seen it all, mm. right? We, mm. we saw... There was... There was a good, I don't know how long that was. That was like, what, 24 hours? More than 24 hours? Where Arena was just down, completely down. Yep. Uh, and just like in typical Marvel Universe fashion, uh, I will reference it just because Wakanda Forever came out. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You didn't see it this weekend? I haven't seen it. Oh. Well, it's uh, also it's good, guys. really... Okay. When you're like a week away from the delivery date, every single time you're committing to go out to a place for like <laughs> three or four hours, you're just like, ooh, yeah. that, that's that's kind of rough. Like, I don't I don't know if we want to be doing that, okay? That's so, uh, but in typical fashion, uh, Arena just got snapped away. Like, it, it, it just vaporized because when blizzard tried to fix arena what they actually did was they messed up all generational (laughs) effects uh in the game so for example your piloted shredder uh no longer dropped anything um you know so just a four mana four three it's a four mana for finally yeti supremacy okay finally yeti's uh reign supreme but whenever you try to generate like anything in your hand as well, that didn't work. Uh, that was identified pretty quickly, and they just shut down Arena, thankfully, because you can't play like that. Uh, Arena mm-hmm. was down for I think about thirty-ish hours, so more uh, than one complete day, and now it's back up. So props to matt london and the team for identifying this really really bad situation they had to take down arena and now it's back and with it comes the basic cards uh and the legacy demon hunter cards Ooh, that's Mm. fun that is so that's a little controversial but let's just so okay so the basic cards came back right that's what everyone was asking for it came back good but rather than leave Demon Hunter alone, they also gave Demon Hunter their basic cards just so that they would not be... You know, remember how, how complainy Murps was in the last podcast? It was all like, oh, but Demon Hunters are just a neutral class. They have no class cards. Well, Matt London heard Murps and all the other voices saying the same thing. And and now and now you can blame them for Demon Hunter cards existing in the dual class arena. See, keep in mind, Demon Hunters came way later than whatever this rotation is. This is all stuff through like League of Explorers, and Demon Hunter came like three years after that or something. Uh, there's quite a gap in, uh, in in the power levels. Yeah, this is like one of those like cursed monkey paw wishes, right? <laughs> Where our intention was like, look, we don't want this meta. Like, it's just a neutral meta. Demon Hunter Hero Power is the strongest. The intention was like, hey, can you get rid of this? And it's like, you know, those monkey paw cautionary tales in which somebody wishes like, oh, I wish to be the best looking person in the world and then they're like oh wish granted and instead of you know them making the 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 person who requests it look like some sort of you know young brad pitt they just make everybody else look like dreads you know so Mm. that is 
what happened here. Instead of them taking away Demon Hunter, they uh, essentially like make it such that they're like, oh yeah, okay, fine. You want a dual class? You don't want neutral Demon Hunter Inspire? Half class cards. <laughs> you uh, you know you, you you wanted this initiative. You you wanted. Uh, all this power level here you go and that's really not what we wanted so so yeah th- yeah i mean it's not as bad actually as all that um and i think you can we can look at hs replay which was gathering data for two days so take it with a grain of salt um it's you know the, the there's not that much data here but we do have some data from hs replay and from what it looks like not all basic cards are created equal. Like, you think basic cards are like, oh, they're all common offering rates, right? Well, they did something here. Um, either that or crazy coincidences are happening with these early results. I feel like, I feel like I'm like announcing the midterm results right now in the U.S. It's like, in the beginning, like, we're only in the, the, the second day. Only this many counties are reporting. Um, so we do have, we do not have the full picture right now, really. But a card like Sightless Watcher, right? Totally cool vanilla-ish kind of class card. Slightless Watcher, two mana, three, two. Battle Cry, look at three cards in your deck, choose one to put at the top. Good card, uh, but but totally, you know, kind of whatever. Not the one that's breaking anyone's backs. Was played 480 times. On the other hand, a card like Aldrachi Warblades was only played 200 times. Aldrachi Warblades being, I guess, a little bit better of a card. I don't even think of that as that good. But if you're thinking about what what cards do I hate, right? What are the Demon Hunter cards in basic that I really, really don't want to see in this meta because it's overpowered? Well, I don't even know if this can be considered overpowered, but a card like Chaos Nova, which is 5 mana, deal 4 damage to all minions, which, by the way, is not, like, that overpowered, I think, even in this meta, was only seen 100 times. And something like... Inner Demon was only seen 95 times, and I, I don't, um, yeah, like, Satyr Overseer, which is the 3 mana 4-2 after your hero attack summon a 2-2, was only seen 100 times. So, the, the oh, uh, Glaivebound Adept, 5 mana 6-5, Battlecry, if your hero attack this turn, deal 4 damage. Like, those are good cards, and they're better than the rest of the cards that exist in this meta. But those are seen around 100 times to 200 times. Whereas cards like Sightless Watcher, Soul Cleave, Chaos Strike, Coordinated Strike are all seen between 400 and 500 times. So I think there's something happening with the offering odds here. Yeah, it does seem that way. This was called out on Arena HS as well. Um... I gotta tell you guys, I spammed a good amount of Dual Class Arena when it first came out. I have played a total of half a run since the changes, since it came back up, like, Friday night, right? Friday night is when it came back up. in the middle of the stream. Yeah, in the middle of your stream when you committed to 66 uh, Cavern of Echo runs and you got... And I got through four of them. You got through four of them. Good job. That was gonna kill you, by the way. I have no idea why you committed to six, like, what? Well, I thought I was gonna stream for four hours and I did some math and I was like, I get 66 in. That, that's insane. But um, I have not played that much. But it seems from Arena HS that people anecdotally are saying like, hey, uh, first of all, we don't like Team Hunter cards being in. It's just not something that we enjoy. But it does seem like we're getting less Team Hunter cards than I than we should be expecting. Although people mm-hmm. caveat it with like, well, you know, I, I haven't been tracking. I don't have like a billion right. runs. And it's only half a class. 
which really all speaks to sort of if it is true then blizzard knows that these cards aren't good but they still put them in and it's just kind of rng as to like whether or not you get them uh which that i don't know if that makes it worse in my mind i'm like please just don't like there you know this is a class that really was far from existing in the year 2015 which is what we are trying to rewind back to so look you want to reintroduce class cards um that's great like uh holy nova right powered shield um we have mind control back I, I don't know how you guys feel about that like you know these are just some cars i'm listing for example we have mind control now and whether or not you're like oh that's fantastic i get the genuine 2015 experience or you're just like I hated Mind Control always, and I never want it back. Like, I would prefer that even in the, this throwback meta, we didn't have it. That's fine, uh, but this is kind of, like, where we're at. And Inspire is still really good. Demon Hunter is still in. So I would have liked to see, like, okay, yeah, let's get the Consecrations back. Let's get the Power Word Shields back. Uh, maybe not, like, Chaos Nova. <laughs> maybe not, like... The, what was it? Glaive bound? I forgot I'm, the exact name. I'm gonna name. say this right now. There is nothing wrong with Chaos Nova. I said it. There is nothing wrong with Chaos Nova. What you don't want is Cycle of Hatred. And Cycle of Hatred is not a basic card. It is not in. What you don't want is like Priestess of whatever the heck that, you know, single-handedly wins you the game. What you don't want is that like houndy thing that rushes and then turns into a 5-9 You don't want any of that. And none of them are in. Instead... What you're going to see if you pick Demon Hunter is like Sightless Watcher. It's like Soul Cleave. A lot of Chaos Strikes. Some coordinated strikes. You know, maybe a Shadow Hoof Slayer here or there. Maybe an Odrachi Warblade. They're fine. They're all fine. Because you know what's been in from the very beginning of this dual class arena? Lightning Storm. Buffed Lightning Storm. That is three mana and deals three damage to your opponent's minions only. Like... Chaos Nova is 5 mana and deals 4 damage to everything. Like, this is... Chaos Nova is not as good as Lightning Storm. And Lightning Storm is just it. Well, so, I have a problem with it being attached to the class that also has by far the best hero power. You know? Well, I mean, sure. But, you know, otherwise you would get a single class experience, right? And you wanted a double class experience. Merps <laughs> from a week ago. Now you have a double class experience, and it is honestly not out of control. Like, having played in this meta, having faced my share of Demon Hunter hero powers and whatever, what is strong about Demon Hunter is still not any of their cards. What is strong about Demon Hunter is that hero power is absolutely freaking busted. And that was the way to go before this patch. That is the way to go after this patch. Demon Hunter is still the best. But, and by actually Demon Hunter is the best, I mean the Demon Hunter hero power is the best. If you're thinking, oh, but Demon Hunter cards are also OP, let me just start with Demon Hunter, even if I don't get the hero power, I'll like lock in the class at least with all the OP cards. There are no OP cards. In fact, every other class has way more OP cards than Demon Hunter in this meta. So Demon Hunter's win rate, as and if you pick Demon Hunter first, you don't get the, the one-third roll of being able to get the actual Demon Hunter hero power. So Demon Hunter's overall win rate is by far the lowest, the lowest out of all classes in the last 48 hours. And it should be. That is not like a weird data thing or a weird people don't suck at this game thing. Demon Hunters suck. Demon Hunter hero power is great. 
And these class cards that everybody's kind of like vaguely complaining about or concerned about, if not just like up in arms with pitchforks about, they don't matter. They are not problematic at all. This is being blown hugely out of proportion, even though it's not even like... I, like, I think as far as pitchforks go, this is like a very small pitchfork that people are raising. Um, and that's not even deserved. There should be no pitchforks here. Blizzard did the absolute best that they could to give the class some flavor while not making it overpowered. And remember, all the other classes got more powerful because they all got their basic cards. And basic cards are amazing. Um, so overall, I thought this was excellently done by Blizzard. I thought maybe they could have communicated it. And like said, hey guys, the Demon Hunter cards are not that bad, so people don't freak out. Because when I heard Demon Hunter cards are back, I was like, oh no, Psycho of Hatred, Priestess of whatever, that Inquisitor thing. And no, none of them are in. Um, the best card that's in probably are Glaivebound Adept and Saturn Overseer. And I'm pretty sure they have uh, significant offering rate penalties. Alright, so that's where we're at. Look, we actually got a meta change. We got an update uh for this that i didn't think was possible really you really didn't think they were going to do any updates i didn't think they were going to do any updates no i i didn't think so i thought they were going to do an update unless they actually couldn't technically fix it so i'm happy that they could technically fix it i'm happy that one two three we got three and a half weeks in uh in the correct dual class arena meta and honestly this meta is way more fun to play than the previous meta wouldn't you know it, more class cards... Oh, they also raised the offering rate of class cards, they said. Uh, so wouldn't you know it, more class cards and more old-school basic class cards that bring all the nostalgia back to people makes the game more fun. That, that's a crazy thought. Um, but really, uh, this is a good mix, actually. It's a good mix of nostalgia. It's a good mix of stuff you do on the board actually matters because it is the classic meta. Um, you guys... You guys heard our, our last analysis of the meta, right? Like, it was... This is, this is, like, a playable meta. For a dual class, this is pretty good. Uh, this may actually, in fact, be the best and most skillful dual class arena that has ever existed. Um, which isn't saying any, you know, much at all. But, like, they did the best they could with this. And I think it shows that, like... It, it's better than it normally is for dual class arena. So, if you are excited about dual class arena, or if you just want to play regular arena... The amount of variance and general craziness that happens in Dual Class Arena is nothing compared to Standard Arena where, with a single class. Nothing. So, you're actually in a pretty tame meta. Uh, which is a weird thing to say about Dual Class Arena, but there you have it. Tame meta Dual Class Arena. Uh, my only annoyance is that it is absolutely always the correct pick to pick Demon Hunter Hero Power, and Demon Hunter Hero Power is absurdly out of control with Inspire. Yep. It's, it's already ridiculously overpowered without Inspire. But with Inspire, it's just not fair. Oh, also, because they added a whole crap ton of really bad, like, neutral minions in. Like, we're talking, like, stuff. This was, These were the cards that made Yeti the best neutral card in the game. Okay? So they added all of them back in the game. And there's a whole crap ton of them. Uh, so your drafts are going to suck now compared to what they were before. Like, they're going to be even worse on the neutral side. They're going to be better on the class side. But they're going to be worse on the neutral side. Which means you're going to have holes in your deck. And more importantly, on the bright side, there's fewer mechs. There's the, like the mech consistency is now no longer like draft a mech warper even if it's against flame strike or whatever, right? Now it's like oh, mech warper is a really good card, and and that's how it should be. 
So we've also like solved the mech problem that existed before, like you know a lot. Like mech is still viable, uh, but it's not every deck is a mech deck anymore. Yeah, that's definitely uh, dampened that just just by pure concentration, right? Just by yeah. uh, the pure concentration of it, which is good. Like you've lost like twenty percent of the amount of mechs that you had before, and that makes a difference. No, it's true. Uh, I got really tired of seeing Mech Warper decks uh, into Gorilla Bot, um, into just the snowball, right? The early game yeah. Super Mech Snowballs. But it also is being replaced by uh, uh, kind of some pretty good class cards, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. It really is the stain of the Demon Hunters being in 2015, in which I'm like... Wow, this takes me out of the illusion. It's like yeah. you're watching a Western, and every once in a while, <laughs> somebody pulls out, like, a laser gun, right? And I'm just like, okay, this... And they nerfed the laser gun, by the way, but it's still a laser gun. But it's still a laser gun, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, it's got to recharge by being pulled by a horse for a few miles, like, <laughs> I, to, like, try to keep it in line, right? It's like, oh, it's thematic. Um, you know, it's not just like a one shot, like just blow everything up. Uh, but no, it takes you out of it. It absolutely does yeah. take you out of it. And, and the problem of like taking you out of it gets more intense the higher up you go because then more and more slash every single class that you face has a demon hunter hero power <laughs> because those are by far the best classes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, you're, you're just gonna have to learn how to take down a Demon Hunter hero power in a class, in a meta that has very few pings for non-ping classes, uh, that very much rewards tempo, and, uh, that has Inspire, a mechanic that was built without Demon Hunter hero power being available in mind. And, in fact, Inspire would not be a mechanic if Demon Hunters existed back then. Nobody would have, like, let that out of the, the thinking room. They come up with the idea, and they're like, well, nope, here, uh, Demon Hunter exists, this can't work. <laughs> but, but it's here, and it's been here, uh, in the dual class. And that's, that's, that's the big stain on it, I think, from the play perspective. Um, but if you also have Demon Hunter hero power, or in the early to mid games where you don't see Demon Hunter hero power all the time, uh, it's, it's quite enjoyable, it's quite skillful, actually, and uh, it's good nostalgia. Um, I'm not gonna like you know spam runs in this meta or anything, but just uh, if you played the earlier meta and you were like, oh, this was okay, but you know I'm not gonna play anymore until they have the class cards back from basic. Well, they're back and it's it's good. Um, check it out. Um, you know, I think I'd be more critical if this meta was gonna be here for longer than three more weeks. Uh, but for a three week meta event meta, this is as good as it's gonna get, guys. Like. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Look, my my main complaint right now is like, the, it it's still a little bit too long for me with the Demon Hunter hero power. I'm like, it's it's too long, but eh, uh, we always have the next expansion to look forward to. So I think that is what you just, if you're unhappy, just look forward towards that, um, and I guess be happy there was some sort of event at all. Yes. And speaking of the next expansion, uh, we didn't talk about it last week, even though it was announced, because we had more pressing meta concerns, but we'll, we'll cover it a bit this week. Uh, the next expansion is called March of the Lich King, and it will feature the Death Knight coming, but also a lot of cards, and the... Uh, <laughs> 
There, there's some things that that that's um, you know that's coming back, right? Like reborn is the mechanic that they're bringing back. Undead is the minion type that uh, they're not introducing, right? Undead have been around the whole time, but they're actually making a tag for it. We were always wondering when it was going to happen because this is a legit tribe in World of Warcraft, and they just never gave it a tribal title or like some kind of mechanic. But now we know what its mechanic is. Its mechanic is something along the lines of if a undead has died between the end of your last turn and now something triggers i forget what the exact wording of it is but that's that's the substantive effect um so it is definitely a different way to trigger stuff than your normal like beast synergies or you know your elemental synergy or your dragon synergy um it's uh it's a different take on it so you can't yeah so it's not about setting it up a turn earlier it's like one step removed from setting it up a turn earlier because you need your opponent to kill it but you can also then kill it yourself the very next the, like on the same turn so it's at once like takes more planning and also it takes less planning because you have initiative with it yep all right. So, do you want to talk about any specific cards to like bring those to the forefront? To do you, use do as you know which one it is? I, I keep I can't. Oh, there we go. Okay, I found it. I was like, I don't really have it in front of me, but okay. Bone Flinger is the uh, example of this card. Uh, it'll be good. A good illustrative example. Two mana, two three undead. Ba a common neutral. Battle cry. If a friendly undead died after your last turn, deal two damage. So. You know that you have to have a friendly undead. It has to be alive as of the end of your last turn. And then even, whether your opponent kills it or if you kill it on this turn, before you play the Bone Flinger, you will get the Bone Flinger's ability, which is deal 2 damage, which is super, 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 super powerful for a 2-mana two 2-3. Two, um, but that involves you having essentially a 1-drop undead and your opponent either killing it or playing a minion that you can run the 1-mana one, uh, guy into. And have the one mana guy die. Like, there's a lot of conditionals, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of conditionals, um, but across the board, what we're seeing is, you know, if you guys are getting used to this current dual class meta and used to the power levels here, and then you see what <laughs> these new cards are coming out with, uh, you are just going to be smacked right back into 2022. Because the power level of some of these, uh, you know, really do belong in, in, in this year. Like, there are cars that are just independently good. There are cars that are a bit conditional. But once again, what's conditional in 2022 is either very easily procced if it's like, oh, it requires something. It's typically very easily procced. The rewards are really good. Uh, and then it probably just has vanilla stats anyways, or close to it. Yeah. So that's what we're getting back to. Uh, and some of these cards are just pure upsides, strict upgrades on vanilla cards uh, that give you an insane amount of tempo. Um, so that's really what we're getting back to. We don't have like all the cards uh, or all the knowledge of everything we yet. Have so many of the neutral but, cards. Yeah, we have I'm so many. How many of the neutral cards they already revealed? Yep. 
Um, and some of these are insane. Like, I'm just going to give you an example of a common one. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm going to give you an example of a common one. 2 mana 2-2. Two, two. Vrykul Necrolite. It's a 2 mana 2-2 two, two undead. Battlecry. Give a friendly minion. Death Rattle. Summon a 2-2 two, two zombie with Rush. So that's just a 2 mana 4-4, four, four, half of which has initiative through a Death Rattle. And it's a common neutral. And... This is not like, a, oh, this is the defining card of the set. No, no, no. It's not at all. This is just an average power card in this set for neutrals. I just picked a random one. Um, here's another random one. Oh, this one actually is going to be super powerful. Three mana, two, four, undead. Nerubium Vizier. Battlecry. Discover a spell. So let's just stop there first. It's just a, you're just going to get a common neutral card in this set. That is a three mana, two, four, Battlecry. Discover a spell. This is like Panda now, right? Like this is what they, they made Panda into. Now, if a friendly undead died after your last turn, that spell costs two less. Which means you spent one mana on a 2-4 that also gave you a spell that you can use whenever and then you banked two mana. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. So this is what we're looking at. Um, we basically know almost all of the neutral cards, uh, and that's pretty much what we're looking at. What's the other three drop that we were talking about before the uh, stream started? The the one that oh, like... the, take your pick. The three drops are amazing. <laughs> Here's another normal three drop: the Karian Bomber, three mana, three four, undead. Normal, you know, common, neutral, all that stuff. Battlecry, give a friendly undead. Uh, oh, give a friendly undead reborn. That's a little better. I thought you just gave anybody a, a, a reborn. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, what what was the one that we talked about? We were talking about a specific one. Um, what is the name? There we go. Nope, not this one. No, it's Hawkstrider Rancher. Hawkstrider Rancher. Hawkstrider Rancher. It's the three mana two five. It is an epic card. It is epic. Oh, it's an epic card. That's why I'm like, where is this card? Yeah. Uh, okay. That it basically, um, it basically states after you play a minion, give it plus one plus one and. Death Rattle, summon a 1-1 Hawkstrider. What? Yep, so it's a normal on-curve 3-drop, and then if it doesn't die, and it won't die probably because it has 5 health, like, whatever you play next, depending on how many of them you play, gets essentially plus 2 plus 2 worth of stuff, each one that you play. Yep. Um, and you can also get it later on, and then you can just play it with other stuff, and they'll all get this buff. It's really dumb. Uh, I don't know why it... It's giving, like, both of those stats. Like, mm -hmm. can't one of them just be just be enough? Uh, can't but... the rancher have, like, zero attack? <laughs> it's a rancher. Or... She don't look that powerful. Maybe, like, a 1-5 or a 2-4 instead of a 2-5? Yeah. Um, that would be, that'd the be current good. thing is not a thing. This is going to be... Okay, so will this card absolutely ruin Arena? N n no, it's it's a 3-drop that gives plus 2, plus 2 if it lives a turn to everything afterwards. It's still going to be super powerful, but no, it's gonna not like an S-tier card or something. Um, and even if it were an S-tier card as an epic card, it's going to be bad. We want to ban, but it still probably won't appear enough to ruin stuff. 
but still, this is kind of the power level that we, we're, we're going with. Um, here's here's another power level one that I, I think is going to be a terribly ridiculous card. Not when it launches, but whenever you have one of these wild rotations where by far the most powerful set is this upcoming... Uh, what's the set called? Lich King, uh, March of the Lich King, MLK. Uh, when MLK is the strongest set by far, this card's going to be ridiculous. And that's Infectious Ghoul. 5 mana, 5 fort. Death Rattle. Give a random friendly minion. Death Rattle. Summon an Infectious Ghoul. It is a never-ending card. Potentially, and in order to get rid of it, you have to clear the opponent's other minion first, or other minions first, and then clear this one. Um, like I said, in this meta, in the whatever standard meta could be happening, this is not actually that ridiculous of a card. This is not like the best card in this set that is neutral at all. It's a, it's a rare too, but like it doesn't matter. It's just really not. But whenever you put it with like let's say the current rotation, that card will just win you a game whenever you put it out there. It's just immediately game over. Super unfun. So there there are pretty a lot of these cards that are. Uh, they they have problems even if it's not uh even if it's not immediate. Yeah, I'm really curious about what sort of rotation it's going to be. Um, if you're putting this out, like let's just have a standard rotation, right? Let's just have a standard rotation. Let's just play with a 2022 power level, um, and that's that's fine. I, I think a lot of people will sh will be. I don't know about happy. I don't know if arena players are happy. Necessary. Because these cards cannot exist in whatever was going on with the murder. Murder cards did not totally destroy things for, in the wild rotations. But this yeah. new set, it will. This is the December set. December sets are always more powerful than usual. Yeah. So I don't think we can have a cute meta in which you also <laughs> have... Blackrock Mountain, or Rastakhan's Rumble, or Witchwood back in conjunction with uh, the newest set. Uh, that That's going to be really, really rough. Um, yeah. You're just going to have some super bad turns, and whoever plays the first uh, March of the Lich King card is going to be way ahead, and you, you just can't have that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... And in case you're wondering, the, 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 this is going to be a theme. We're going to talk about Death Knight as a class next. Um, but this is going to be a theme with Death Knight and March of the Lich King. Anything goes now. Uh, your reads are... Like, I feel like this is going to be a lot less skillful. But we'll get into that afterwards. Right now, I'm going to bring your attention to two cards that will change the way the neutral game is played. And they're both coming out in this next set. The first card is a rare card. It's Translocation Instructor. It's 5 mana, 4-4. Four, four. Battle cry, choose an enemy minion. Swap it with a random one in their deck. Um, that's a hard removal. That is a 5 mana hard removal that is available in every single deck. And it is not just a hard removal. It is a silence hard removal. Um, and very few classes have it right now. That is like one of the things that you can like hold your hat on uh, when you're playing some strategy that either requires you to like put a big taunt that has multiple bodies like whatever on the board or like get something out there so I could potentially like push. Well this one is, this is just going to get rid of everything. This is uh, 
Huge game changer. Huge, huge, huge game changer. Is it the most powerful card in the game? No. Um, but it will change the entire way of all the expectations uh, that the game is set up on. So if you're doing reads, if you're doing strategy planning, whatever, this card has way bigger impact than how good it actually is. Because it's definitely good. Like, it's good enough to be in, you know, uh, to be your best choice more often than not. Um, and that's, it's, it's, so you're going to see it. And, uh, and it, it changes the game. Um, the other one is common. It is Street Sweeper. Common. Common neutral. Four mana, two, two. Battle cry. Deal two damage to all other minions. Uh, again, is this the most powerful card in the, you know, in the set that's coming out that's neutral? No, it's not even the most powerful common card that's coming out. It's four mana to deal two damage to everything. Volcanic Potion from like years ago was three mana and dealt it to everything. What's an extra two two on the board for one mana? At that point, you don't even necessarily want it, right? Um, compare this to like Deathborn, for example. Like, this is just silly. This is like a silly, silly, crappy, crappy card. Uh, but every single class in the game now has a double-sided two damage board clear that can come out as early as four every single class it is common it is good enough to be picked more often than not and so you're gonna see it everywhere this is something that the game uh typically doesn't really give you like that or like you you'd have to sort of do something okay so we have seen explosive sheep right and mm. it's like okay well you know it synergizes with mage and a lot yeah, sheep is kind of like a mage card really yeah. um so you know you had the sheep but if you weren't mage uh it was awkward right you had to put it out there and and you had to try to make it work in a specific way um you had stuff like uh Corrupted Seer, but that came out much later. That was on turn six. six yeah. uh, you had stuff like Wretched Tutor, which also came out on four. And, and keep in mind, if you want to talk about Corrupted Seer, Corrupted Seer is this card with one extra health for two more mana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 and... Um, and, and Corrupted Seer didn't deal damage to Murlocs. Yes. Which, you know, could be relevant somewhat. Uh, but... Wretched Tutor, the last one, you ha you needed a spell, right? So you could wait until turn four oh, yeah. and put down Wretched Tutor coin and maybe you have a one drop or something. Uh, but the game, you could tell they didn't really want to give like neutral volcanic potions. Mm -hmm. um, and now they are, they, they're just giving away neutral volcanic potions. So it does tilt the game in a way that I think is foreseeable like they they've really been pushing this like well we don't want people to win off a of zombie chow for many many years right they they mm -hmm. want uh and for constructed deck decks they've been pushing it more towards like uh i hate just saying solitaire because lots of people call it solitaire but you have your internal win condition that you're trying to get at right um mm -hmm. there's a lot of combo decks as, as well so uh this is like it it is what we're pushing the game towards. I don't love it. Now, is it going to be, like, problematic? Uh, that depends on your definition, right? Well, it's going to just lower the skill in the game. Probably. Maybe. Um, if, if all you care is balance and win rate, I have no idea. It'll actually it, probably it'll, be it'll, fairly it'll, balanced. It, it'll, yeah. it'll help balance, if anything, because yeah. it gives everybody the same tools. It'll hurt diversity. It'll help balance. Yes. Um, that's 
I, I, I mean, you'll, you guys will see when it comes out. Like the arena is 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 changing, and this those two cards are going to do a lot of the changing of some of the base stuff you expected to be able to do or to not be able to do, which I guess in standard is kind of fine, like in the standard uh, meta for arena, because what what are you what, what really these days can you not do, right? Like they just stop pretending. And they just like shoved it in your face. So if anything, the extra consistency may be even helpful to your expectations. Where you're just like, oh, every single class can board clear me for two. Very easily. Starting on four. So my deck better be able to withstand that. Any strategy that can't withstand that is a dead strategy on arrival. Rather than a strategy that'll work 75% of the time and totally lose 25% of the time. So, uh, you know, it, 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 there are some benefits to allowing every uh, class to have access to some basic low efficiency for this meta uh like for this power level um kind of cards um that there's an argument there but if you're playing based on like game knowledge about your opponent's class if you're playing based on uh, i guess you can still get reads on this one uh so just if you're playing based on like classes being different this is a huge blow these two cards are huge blows to classes being actually distinct from each other and we'll get to it to death knight too Death Knight is, like, the least distinct class ever. But anyway, um, just a couple more points on the neutral side, uh, and including one new mechanic that I do want to cover because it's the quote-unquote new mechanic that's coming in. So one more thing you're going to be able to do, not not very common, it's an epic card, but it's Plague Spreader. Four mana, four, four, Death Rattle, transform a random minion in your opponent's hand into a Plague Spreader. So it is a random minion uh, you don't get to discover like the legendary lets you, but this mechanic is now moving down basically from legendary to epic, making it a little more, uh, you know, viewable, um, a little more, not viewable, a little more commonly seen. And the one that I really want to bring your attention to is Crystal Broker. This will happen a lot because this is the mechanic of kind of the set. I just couldn't find one that was common that actually had this mechanic. Um, or maybe I just missed it. But Crystal Broker is a 3-mana three 3-2, three and it has Mana Thirst. Now, Mana Thirst is basically that same thing that you had before, uh, where it was like, play one Imp, it's a 2-mana 3-2. Uh, if you have 5-mana Crystals, you get 2 Imps, and then, you know, it's, it becomes 2-mana for 2 three twos. If you have 10-mana, without having to spend it, you get... Three imps, so you get three three twos for uh, for for two mana, and those cards are always very powerful in arena. Um, the flexibility is good, you know. Potential to do more is is very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight agents, I think it was, was like kind of absurd. Um, but there, there, there's some some cards like that. Well, that's just a normal mechanic now um, that they allow neutral cards and everything else to have, and they play around with the the breakpoints. It's no longer always five to ten. So Crystal Broker is 5 and 10, um, but they have cards that are like 8, 3 and 8, or like whatever. So Crystal Broker is 3 mana, 3, 2, mana, thirst, 5, summon a random 3 cost minion. So we're, we're, we're looking pretty similar to that imp already. Mana, thirst, 10, summon an 8 cost minion instead. So on turn 10 or above, you will get a 3, 2 and a random 8 cost minion for 3 mana with this card um we, we've seen this before this isn't necessarily game breaking but it is very 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 powerful um just wanted to put it out there 
put it out there. What? I said, I just wanted to throw, throw it out okay. there. This is a Mana right. Thirst. Uh, we haven't seen all the cards yet. We don't know what other Mana Thirst cards there are going to be. Uh, oh, uh, we have a link in the chat for some common Mana Thirst cards. Um, cool. Oh, yeah, there's a way to sort it. There we go. Okay, so here's a Mana Thirst card that is common um, and, uh, and neutral. Uh, Silver Moon Sentinel, 3 mana, 2, 5 taunt. Which, by the way, is an insanely good card. By itself. Just a 3 mana, 2, 5 taunt. Uh, mana Thirst 8. Gain plus 2, plus 2 in Divine Shield. So if you play it on turn 8 or above, it is a 4, 7 taunt with Divine Shield. For 3 mana. Super, 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 super good. 8 mana is not that far. It's Arena. You're going to get to 8 mana. Um, yeah. Just just an example. All right. Yeah, so you guys will notice we're not doing like a comprehensive review. Um, and this is just because we we typically wait on that uh, for like our big review. And also we're going to do a separate one for the Death Knight cards as well. So this is us just giving you a, a, a kind of a layout of general thoughts sense. yeah, yeah. Uh, general thoughts on the mechanics general thoughts on uh how we think the new set is going to fit in and the potential problems that we we see with it yeah uh we're still doing the the deep dives into it and if you're wondering when those are happening next sunday on the 20th is going to be our deep dive into the death knight class we will review with scores like or with tier scores like tier letters i guess like we normally do for all of the Death Knight cards in the base set, in the new Path of Arthas like little mini set that they have for Death Knight to catch it up uh, to the other classes, and also in the new expansion too, all of them we're doing all once next week. Um, so next week is going to be a long podcast. There are a lot of cards in there, and uh, there will not be an arena coop next week. We will just be doing this LifeForge podcast. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah and then on the 4th December 4th which is the Sunday before the expansion launch we will be doing all the rest of the cards uh, for the new expansion so that is all the non-Death Knight cards that will be released as part of the expansion um, so yeah that's that's what's, uh, what's coming up next and uh, um, yeah are the cards all revealed by then? All the Death Knight cards are already revealed. Um, so that's why we're pretty confident in doing this. And so if you want, you can just go on the website and check out all the Death Knight cards. But uh, well, we'll cover a little bit of it here. Um, so yeah, the next topic is Death Knight. New class, Death Knight. We have not really reacted to anything specific about the Death Knight yet because we're busy with the meta. But now it is here and uh, we see all the cards to it. So Death Knight's is the new class and the hero power is two mana summon a one one with rush sorry with charge it's charge right uh yeah yeah it's charge it's not even rush summon a one one with charge it dies at the end of the turn so it is not just a strictly better uh paladin hero power paladin minions stay around uh this is like a ping whether it goes face or it goes uh, on the board, but it can be buffed. Um, so you can get more face damage with this from an empty board, 
Um, and it dies at the end of the turn, so um, you don't want to just use it and do nothing with it. It's really some more, much more similar to one of the one of the existing pings that exist in the game for the arena. Now, some things to note is that the thing that you summon is a ghoul, so it is counting as an undead, and it dies at the end of the turn. And death knights have this mechanic. They're unique. They have a couple of unique mechanics, but the big thing that their whole engine runs on is something called corpses. Corpses are just friendly minions that die. Um, and they can use these corpses with a lot of their cards. They have like an additional corpse option. So a lot of their class cards say like, two mana, deal three damage. Or you can pay an extra like two corpses and then it'll deal four damage or whatever. But you have to first have minions that die for corpses to exist. So that's the whole Death Knight uh, kind of mechanic. And in Arena, you're probably not going to generate as many corpses as you can in a dedicated deck that you know has a lot of corpse-generating mechanisms, but you'll still have plenty of corpses to work with. So this is like a very viable and functional Arena mechanic as well. Um, yeah, I'm curious to find out how exactly uh, Death Knights will work, um, because we, we have some information about from Matt London, um, because Death Knights have runes that will work in the arena, and apparently you are able to force cards. You are able to point the direction of your draft in specific ways. So Matt London uh, specifically said that, I'll, I'll just read off the tweet, the draft knows what, what card you have picked. Okay, you, you want to talk about runes first? We haven't talked about, the, the listener may not even know what runes are yet. Okay, how about you, 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 you okay. tell them about okay. it? Okay, I'll tell you about runes about. first. Okay, I'll tell you about yeah. runes first. This is very important to know before anything Murps is saying is going to make any sense. So Death Knights have this other very basic thing that applies to them and only them, just like corpses. And that is runes. Every Death Knight card, or not every Death Knight card, m a lot of the Death Knight class cards have runes designated to it next to the mana cost. You don't have to spend runes or anything like that, but you kind of get to like pick what kind of Death Knight you are. Like, imagine this is constructed. You will say something like, uh, there are three different types of runes, and you get to pick three runes. So you could do one of each. You could do one Blood, one Frost, one, what's the third one? Un undead or something like that? Uh, there's unholy. unholy blood, okay. unholy, or frost. Okay, so yeah. one frost, one blood, one unholy. And then you'll have access to all the class cards that uh, are either only requires one blood, or only requires one frost, or only requires one unholy, or requires, let's say, one blood and one unholy. Right? That's your spec. Uh, but if you want to like go harder into blood, you could say, oh, I'm making a deck that is like three blood. Well, then you can't have any Frost or any Unholy because you've taken all three slots and made them Blood Runes. Uh, so then you can use, like, the very bloody cards. Uh, but you can't use uh, the ones that require, like, any kind of Frost or, or Unholy. So in a constructed sense, that's how you build the deck. Okay. So how does that translate to Arena groups? Right. So I think a lot of people saw this and they were initially afraid, like, uh, well, that's a cool mechanic. And traditionally, any sort of cool mechanic... <laughs> was basically left out of arena like you we, we we just didn't allow them to have this cool synergistic stuff uh but this is very different so this is uh from matt london uh he specifically says the draft knows which cards you have picked 
it will only offer cards you could legally play given the runes you have drafted. So if you pick a double unholy card, no double or triple frost or blood cards will be shown. If you then draft a single blood card, no triple unholy or single frost cards will be shown. So it takes into account these like slots for, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like the term, but like these slots that you have used and uh, for these rune cards and it won't offer you uh, effectively cards in which the slots don't make sense anymore. Yeah. Um, So you essentially have one more thing you're drafting for when you're drafting mm -hmm. a Death Knight, which is that the first few class cards that you pick, you're essentially drafting runes as well in addition to the card itself. So you may find a really good card that is like a Frost card, but then you're like, oh, Frost sucks. Do I really want to commit myself to one, you know, one of my runes to Frost? Or you may have like, you know, you may have drafted uh, a blood card uh, that is like blood two or whatever, and then you only have one more uh, rune left. And you're like, ooh, I really like these frost cards, and you get offered an unholy card. You may be like, I just, I would normally take the unholy card, but I'm not going to, because if I take this unholy card, I'm not going to be offered any frost cards going forward. And, you know, frost cards are kind of OP in this meta, or like whatever. Uh, so you want like at least one, the, a chance to get, continue being offered frost cards. these things are going to creep into your consideration which makes it a more complicated draft than other classes this is going to purely depend on implementation as in what like how this all plays out it'll depend on how it's implemented uh it's truly the first time we have seen actual kind of like synergy picks or, or or sort of you know your your influencing the rest of your deck it's something that have been has been talked about the entire time uh that arena has been out i remember you know even back when uh well back when we had synergy picks if you guys remember like your first pick would be something like elemental synergy dragon synergy etc and it you know it wasn't a true synergy pick because it would just force you it's like hey here pick this shitty card and you're never going to get the synergy again and even at that time, people were like, well, maybe we could have actual synergy. It's mm-hmm. like, if I pick this one, uh, I have an increased chance of getting elementals, of getting yeah. dragons. But, and that was not how it worked, right? It was just, hey, do you want this crappy elemental synergy card? And then you're left to you know, the whims of RNG as to whether or not you actually get elementals or further ele- elemental synergies. Um a lot of people saw the the synergy picks and they were like, okay, well, we can do it better. Like, let me point the fate of my deck in a certain direction with my first pick. And this is not it, right? In terms of like, oh, every single pick will be uh, like very different. Um, But like, you do get to determine what you draft uh, like based on, it's like, okay, well, if I have picked like, double blood car uh cards then um i immediately kind of like exclude a lot of cards and i don't know how it's going to play out in terms of the implementation in terms of what is going to be like is there just going to be a clear winner i hope not i hope it's not just going to be like Oh, I see blood. Oh, I it see frost. It doesn't matter well, if there's a clear winner, though. That's the beauty of the system. Even if there's a clear winner and it's blood, and you get offered a frost card, and then you get offered like two yetis, you're gonna take the yeti. 
If the Frost card is a legit class card, it's just not an S tier card, and then you have S tier cards in Blood or whatever. I don't. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do maybe. it. Maybe you don't do it if it's pick one, and you do do it if it's pick fifteen, right? Like it doesn't matter how unbalanced the different sets are; it'll still affect your draft dynamically every single draft you do in every single different type of meta. No matter how unbalanced the distribution of power is for Arena among the three uh, among the three rune types, so it's uh, it's a very elegant system. Uh, I really like it. I hope they actually do it with all the classes. Uh, hopefully this is a big success, and at one point, even if they don't do it in Constructed, they're like, in Arena, all the car, you know, every single class and most of the class cards are, are rune-based, and uh, here are the different rune classes. That would be I've cool. Been, yeah, I, I've been talking about this for a while. Like, introduce more skill testing or, or just variables in the draft itself, right? Whether and, and I don't want to make this like too, because here's the thing about the micro adjusts. Micro adjusts are one of those things that is really unfortunate because, ah, uh, like you got to go on HS replay and oh, did they like nerf this? Did they hot fix that? Is is like sap in? Is it an actual card? Is sap out? Sap is in by the way, right? Like, Sap is an actual card right now. But for a lot of the the previous metas, like, Sap was uh, effectively not a card that you could draft anyways. You could generate it, but um, it was basically not a card even when it was in. Um, so I didn't like that. But what I didn't like was, uh, and, and I've used this as an example before, uh, in Duelist, which I heard, heard is making a comeback, actually. Good for them. Uh, in their draft, for their, like, arena format, one of the things that... Um, they did with cards is like okay if you pick this one card here uh it was just vanilla stats it didn't do much but if you pick this card here your next pick is guaranteed mm. to be a legendary so do you want this like uh and it wasn't even a yeti it would be like a four mana four four something like that right it's like a bad a bad on curve drop just a bad card but would you take that and gamble for like some sort of legendary on your next pick i love that idea i like mm. that idea of you very transparently being able to influence your deck and influence your draft in a certain way so i want more of those and this is one of those ways in which i could see it right if i pick a blood card uh, i know that i'm influencing my draft in a certain way and I want that. I, I, I want less of these, like, random micro-adjusts where I'm just like, oh, this has been adjusted up. This has been adjusted down. This is a card. This is not a card. Um, I don't want, like, HS Replay to be a more and more sort of influential part of the game. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And this is a great first step. Hopefully it doesn't blow up in everyone's face. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the ways that everything could blow up, as you guys remember with demon hunters being introduced is that maybe the cards are just too powerful are the cards too powerful well we know all the cards and uh you know we'll tell you next week which cards are the most powerful but just i'm not even going to talk about power level because the power levels are ridiculous as you might imagine uh you're definitely not going to be hurting for power while playing as death knight 
But the more interesting part, rather than just everything is OP, and that they're definitely going to have to nerf some of these cards. Um, and same with Demon Hunter. Uh, hopefully they'll at least nerf the offering rates of these cards quicker in the arena before everything gets like fully nerfed. Or else we're going to deal with that same Demon Hunter meta that we had with Demon Hunter. Only now it'll be Death Knight. And then it's like, if you pick Death Knight, you get a 60% win rate. If you don't pick Death Knight, you may be able to get 51 if you got the second best class. But it's just not, not a real meta. Um, so... Death Knights can do everything. If you're wondering what the Death Knight class identity is, like if you're thinking of Rogue, right? You're like, oh, they can't do anything besides Phantom Knives when it comes to like removing multiple targets. Um, they have some weaknesses. If you're talking about Druid, like nowadays there's so many things Druid can't do, but no hard removal was one of the big like, you know, Druid-y things that Druid can't do. So a lot of the classes have no way to heal themselves. Um, that's a, a limitation. Some of the classes uh, don't have ways to deal direct damage. Um, some of the classes don't have weapons, right? Like, there's there's all sorts of, like, stuff. Like, mages don't have buffs on the board. Like, there's all sorts of these limitations that you have in each of the classes. And one of the things you do when you're playing against the class is you have to take advantage of their limitations. You know that the only way that they can do X is through neutral cards. You know what the very few and inefficient neutral cards are that does this, and you take advantage. This is how you beat a mage. This is how you beat a paladin. This is how you beat a priest. Yeah, they could do stuff that's like a little different in there, but you at least know one or two key weaknesses that they have to have. That is the class identity. Death Knights have no weaknesses. I don't know how they designed this. I don't know how it got past things. I think people just wanted to stuff all the cool stuff into Death Knight, and then everyone was just like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. And no one came back and was like, hey, but strategy? And they're like, no, 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 cool. So, so Death Knight is really cool. And uh, if you ever want to do something in the game, Death Knight can do it. And, and that's kind of that. Like, what, what made you want to do? Do, do, do you want to, like, use weapons? Weapons are cool, right? Yeah, you can use weapons. Do, do you want to use uh, small, pingy kind of weapons? Yeah, you got that. Big weapons? Yeah, you got that. Uh, you're using weapons. How about we heal? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of lifesteal. Okay, but lifesteal, like, has to take a turn before you lifesteal, right? Oh, no, we put lifesteal on spells and stuff, too. You can basically directly heal. Um, alright, well, like, you could deal damage. Maybe it's like Demon Hunter, where you can't destroy stuff, but you could, like, deal a lot of damage. You have to take some kind of cost with it. You kind of have to balance your face, right? And your hero power uses face. It's like, well, your hero power doesn't really use your face. It also charges, so it could go either face or on the minion. But on top of all that, none of that is applicable in any way, because you also have hard removal in this class. Um, okay, maybe you're like Rogue. Maybe you can't, like, you know, do board clearing and stuff. No, you could blow the entire freaking board up. The entire board. Or, or, you can only do single-sided removal, too. Like, a, like a Consecration style. They got that, too. That's, that's, that's Death Knight, too. Uh, you got good early game cards. You got good late game cards. Um, you got card draw. You have tutoring cards for specific spell classes. You have card generation with Discover, of course. Who doesn't have Discover nowadays? Um, I, like, what, what else would you possibly want? Oh, do you want to buff your hand? That's something that some classes can do. Uh, maybe you want to buff it with stats. Maybe you want to lower their cost for later to do some mana manipulation. You can do all that. Oh, do you want classes that just, like, are, like, coins? Well, you can't ramp. We drew the line of ramping. But you can refresh your mana crystals. I, 
and this is not going into all the ridiculous synergies you can do with the corpses and like the things dying and the undead synergies and like whatever right and also this is not just like oh maybe in this one set you can do it this is all basic and like path of artha stuff uh, mostly basic you can just do stuff like whatever you want whatever you yeah. want to synergize with whatever you want to do just go do it look i i think wizard is trying to ensure that death knights are very powerful you know i don't think they're sitting there and being like oh we have to make this like brokenly anger inducingly op but i think just like with demon hunter they want to make sure that it is a very good class when it comes out so people play it's, it it's not just that it's very good it's super diverse so like demon hunters are just power right like there was power in the beginning there was power at the end there was power everywhere but they had a very distinct class identity there was stuff they could do there was stuff they struggled to do right they were just too powerful with Death Knight, there's no class-limiting identity. You can do anything your mind can think of. You can taunt, you can rush, you can charge, you can deal direct damage, you can uh, weapons, you can summon multiple minions, you can summon single minions. The multiple minions could all have rush. Maybe only one of them has rush. Some of them can have taunt while some of them have rushes. Um, you can do weird stuff, like there's this card called Unholy... Oh yeah, you can freeze, of course. Uh, but there's this card called Unholy Frenzy that says choose an enemy minion. Your minions attack it, re-summon any that die. Like, you just have all the possibly creative ways you can possibly think of to deal damage on the board, on your opponent, to heal yourself up. Like, just everything. Ah, like, what? Like, you really can't name anything besides ramp that this class cannot do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fair that Blizzard wants to make sure that a new class that is coming out is powerful and fun to play. And you'd rather have that in, in the eyes of Blizzard, which is understandable. You'd rather have that than you've released something, you're hyping it up, and it's a dud, right? It's just not mm -hmm. powerful enough. So I think you should go in fully expecting it to be very, very powerful uh, in Constructed and probably Arena to, to some extent. Um, and you should be fine with it because... Even though I know some people said it took a little bit too long and uh, for them to nerf Demon Hunter into the ground, they eventually did it. And during that time, a lot of people played Demon Hunter. They had a good time with it. And now we're fine, right? So I think you should expect... I'm not saying you can't be angry uh, because, look, you can always be angry about something. You guys are arena players. I'm, I'm sure you guys are just... Like, let's, I'm worried about all of your blood pressures, okay? I go on Arena HS. You guys are insane. Uh, but I think we just have to expect that. Like, you just have to expect uh, new classes coming out. It's going to be powerful, okay? Uh, and then it will probably be nerfed to a significant degree afterwards. It's sort of the Blizzard way. Yeah. Um, even if it gets nerfed, though, this class is going to be ridiculous uh what what if, if like the answer to my rant by the way if you're like a game designer sitting there or if you like are thinking in game designer terms and you're trying to defend blizzard in this decisions is that there is no way um that you can do all of what i said within any single deck because of the runes right like you can't have hard removals hard removals start at two reds so if you have two reds then you can't board clear large anyway um so you are limited whatever and this applies in the arena too right when you draft it's 
whatever you end up drafting, you cannot have a deck that can do everything. But this raises an interesting point in the arena now, right? Which is that in arena, there are no set constructed decks. You don't just like wait for your opponent to play two cards and be like, I know the rest of your deck. So you are making reads all the time. And you will have to simultaneously play against nine permutations of Death Knight. And you will get so many reads by figuring out what your opponent's rune limitations are. Because if you can piece together that your opponents have these three runes, then you have a hard 100% read that they don't have any of the cards that would be illegal for these runes. Like, once they play a Frost spell, your opponent does not have any triple uh, uh, blood spells or triple um, uh, unholy spells. Once your opponent plays a Frost spell and an unholy spell, then they have no more than single rune blood spells available. You have so many reads against this class. So, in my giant rant of, oh, this class can do everything. It's so unfair. Why can they do literally everything? Well, aha. Uh-huh. If you are a smart arena player, what is your advantage? Rather than saying, oh, the druid can't hard remove. Let's go for it. Or, oh, the rogue can't board clear. Let's spread out. Those are kind of basic, right? Like, yeah... Most players don't actually do it, and they're not as good at the game. But they're not, like, the hardest things to, like, pick up and exploit. You just have to keep it in mind. Well, here is actually a very complicated series of reads that you have to read that requires even more complicated game knowledge uh, of what resources, of what your opponents have. But the payoff is absolute. There is no neutral card that is the copy of whatever you like you have reads that can't happen right so you have the best reads on certain cards against the death knight you just have to know what all the death knight cards are uh so it's not that when you play against the death knight they do everything so there's no skill left in the game and there's no reads and there's nothing you can do and you're just at the mercy of the death knight it's um you got to turn your brain on you gotta, you gotta, not not in terms of like strategy or whatever, but you just gotta get that Rolodex going. What are all the cards? What runes have been played? What are the ones that are off the board now that they can't play? And those reads will let you attack each particular Death Knight deck in a different way that exploits their weaknesses that they have shown you by playing their class cards. And conversely, if you are a good Death Knight player, and you are, you probably don't have to do this in your like first few games, but like when you get up there and you're like, oh crap, you know, my opponents are probably good, they're probably making reads on me. Every time you play a class card, you're giving away information. There is a cost as a death knight to playing every single class card that gives away an additional piece of information of what runes you have. So, is that the biggest consideration when you're playing the game? No, it's a very, very freaking minor consideration. But it is a consideration. Like, there are so many times where I'm like, I'm not going to play this card because I, like, I just don't want my opponents to like, you know, know that I have another card in my hand, right? I want to like generate it later so my opponent isn't playing around that card that they knew I generated. 
or even that like I just have a card and I could play it, but it's going to make no impact on the board, and so I'm just going to hold it so that my opponent has to play around something, maybe, right, and be like a little more cautious rather than me just putting down this pointless two three on the board that will just get eaten up immediately. Like, do I need that like health effectively? If not, I'll just hold a card. It's it's those kind of fringe decisions that whether you play a Death Knight card or not eventually comes down to. But on the other side, your reads, that is core. That is like, hit the Warlock's face rather than clear their board if you can type core. Except, way harder. Alrighty. I think that's enough for now. Like, you know, we're not... This isn't the, the official Death Knight review or anything. Well, the Death Knight review is going to be card-centric, right? It's going to be which cards are good. It's not going to be as much like strategy. I, just, I want people to get thinking about the Death Knight. Because it's... Like, you could look at it and be like, oh, it's just like, a, you know, another class, a more interesting class. They put a bunch of stuff together. But it actually shifts around a lot of fundamental stuff. Like, it is designed in a really interesting way. Um, and I think there's a lot of powerful Death Knight cards and whatever, but it's not like the pure power of the Death Knights is not where Demon Hunters were at launch. I'll tell you that much. Having looked at all the cards and looking at where the meta is now in terms of the power levels compared to where the power levels were back when Demon Hunter was launched, the gap is I not. I agree with that. It's, yeah. It's yeah. not like, like they learned their lesson at least a bit. <laughs> it may still be too much, right? They may still have to nerf a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, I'm sure they will have to nerf a whole bunch of stuff and probably buff a bunch of stuff. No, they probably won't need to buff anything. Uh, all the cards look very usable, <laughs> but they probably have to nerf a couple cards. But it won't be like Demon Hunter, where I think they nerfed like 75% of all the cards they released for Demon Hunter at, at launch at some point. Um, they'll, they'll probably have to nerf a few cards here or there. Um, but, but they've mostly learned their lesson, I think. All right, that is yet to be seen. I think that's it for this week. Yeah, yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, tune in next Sunday. That will be the card-by-card -card review for all the Death Knight cards from all three sets, the basic set, the Path of Arthas you know, mini set that everybody gets uh, to, to bolster Death Knight card count to match all the other classes, and then even the new expansion, March of the Lich King cards, will all be reviewed next Sunday. So keep that in mind. Then... We're going to skip a Lightforge podcast altogether because Thanksgiving and and Murphs is going to either have a new baby or one is going to be late and about to pop and it's just going to be a whole mess. So we're just skipping that one altogether. Um, and then on December 4th, we're going to come back. That's right before the expansion launch. And we're going to review all of the uh, remaining uh, March of the Lich King cards, which is all of them besides the Death Knight ones. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a very, very information heavy and hopefully super interesting lead up to one of the most interesting sets that, uh, that they printed. Um, so yeah, uh, stay tuned. And uh, until next week, this is Adwikta. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? 
For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.